0: It's Beer O'Clock, revisited a little mini spin-off series where we revisit a beer we reviewed way back in the early days of Beer O'Clock Show with fresh eyes and more seasoned palates. My name is Mark and joining me, my beer buddy, then and now, it's Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is uh, quite strange. We are in person. We (laughs) are actually set across
1: the table from one another recording the show rather than doing it across the
0: uh, interwebs. (laughs) This week we are revisiting Brewdog's flagship beer and a beer whose review we still get stick about almost three years later. Punk IPA. So we reviewed this back in episode 11 in October 2012, which is almost three years ago. It doesn't seem like three years ago. It, it doesn't seem like three years ago, mate. As, as you say,
1: it's the show that we get the most stick about. It's probably the most uh, controversial <laughs> review that we, we've ever done and the one that we people do pull us up on the, the, the most. So it's. Uh, I think it is time that we went back and, and revisited this one yeah. with
0: uh, our more seasoned palettes. Yeah. I still stand by my comments on the beer at the time because that was me at the time. But just as a point of note, as a complete opposite of where we were when we originally read this, we're now sitting in a private space at Brewdog Shoreditch Bar. So that's kind of indicative of how far we've come. But also just the level of humble pie we may have had to eat <laughs> the last <laughs> of the years.
1: Quite 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 possibly, yeah. I mean it's it's great to be um, revisiting Punk IPA and when when we first said that we were gonna do this little spin off series and this beer in particular, I, I think I said to you, Look, if we're gonna do it, we need to, to Give it the justice it deserves, and we actually need to go and get a pint of it, fresh from one of the bars, and just sit and and just talk about what we're tasting. Yeah. So um, we thought we'd do that, and as you say, we're, we're sat here in the uh, in the basement at Rudolph Shoreditch and we're about to get stuck into a fresh, cold
0: pint of Punk IPA. <laughs> so let's get into it, mate, because I'm thirsty. Let's let's indeed. Right. cheers. Um, cheers.
1: Mm.
0: Now what hops are in this, Steve?
1: Okay, so <laughs> in this we've got the uh, the trademark Simcoe. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a a, a hop that Brewdog are famed for using in pretty much every beer they produce. Um, Also in here, there's Chinook, there's Amarillo, Cascade, Nelson Sullivan, and there's the one that I can't pronounce, which is uh, Atanium um, as as well. So quite a lot of different hops in here, six different hops, um, giving us a beer of 5.6%, 35 IBUs. so it's not very heavy on the bitterness. Um, And actually what is really probably become defined as session
0: IPA now mm-hmm. in in the UK. Yeah. Now I remember when we first reviewed this. I think this was possibly apart from that IPA that we do not mention anymore. <laughs> this was the first IPA I'd ever had. I wasn't prepared for any of the flavours, but now coming to this, it's got that real West Coast profile to it, and obviously you have those lovely American hops in there, really bringing those flavours out. I mean, Simcoe kind of the Centennial. Do they just stand up and wave their arms around, and the amarillo kind of smooths smooths everything out? And that's not something you would have ever heard me say in the original episode. It's 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 not. I mean, um, there's there's a whole host of
1: choice quotes you can pull out of yeah. that, that previous episode. I think I think the one being um, I'm not sure I'd rush rush to drink a brewdog beer again, <laughs> being one of the absolute highlights for me. Um, but yeah, there's the uh, it's it's big it's got big tropical juicy flavours it's really fruity um, when you first take your first sip of it you get a lovely initial hit of, of kind of the crisp citrus up front that then gives through gives way to all the other hops playing around all the different flavours and it is it is a really easy finish it's not overly bitter there's a hint of bitterness on it but it's, it's just enough to make you want a bit more
0: yeah and with that mouthful you end up with a nice mouthful of toastiness and for me as I was following it, the smell of the hops is rushing out my nose. <laughs> and it's just like a nice big head cloud of these ar- you know, aromatic excellence that comes from what is, let's be honest, a very nicely balanced beer. And
1: <laughs> It's a very well
0: balanced beer indeed, yeah. It's not the best IPA I've ever had, but as a flagship beer, and one that they produce to such quantity and it needs to be on point every pour, mm-hmm you can't really fault it as an example of the style can you no, absolutely no I think I think you're
1: bang on there an example of the style of uh, a modern british IPA um this is it this is this is the absolute benchmark um and the the availability of it now as as opposed to three years ago when we first did this I, I think it was available in a few supermarkets maybe exclusively in in the very few brew or bars that there were back then mm-hmm and, and from the BrewDog shop online. Now it's in. It's obviously in every BrewDog bar, and, and they're growing every month. Um, you can get it in a lot of other bars, as, as well as a lot of restaurants that now serve it as well. Recently I went to, to Frankie and Benny's with a family, and there it was on the Frankie and Benny's menu <laughs> as well. Um, a bottle of Up Punk IPA, and even when I was in Cyprus recently, there was a bar there that was selling... Punk IPA, even though it was eight euros and it was advertised in the old branding, so I wasn't going anywhere near it um, for, for fear of getting a very old bottle of it. Um, it's available in small cans, it's available in big cans, it's available in bottles, it's available in big bottles. This this beer is everywhere, and it is, as, as we say time and time again, it's the flagship br- flag flag brew dog beer now.
0: Yeah. Um, and you can even get it, saying about where you can get it, I remember we were in... Very touristy, old manny, real ale pub on one of Vic Norman's pub tours, and they had Punk IPA. On and that was wasn't yeah. even on bottle; it was on, on tap. It was an absolute saviour that <laughs> night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, looking back at our original review, mm-hmm. people always pull us up on it. Yes, they do, not entirely unfairly, because it kind of did highlight our naive naivety around craft beer, I think, because we were still firmly in real ale mode. We we were. We were only 11 episodes into
1: the the, the podcast, and I think the most challenging beer we had done up until that point was the the Thornbridge Raven, which I think we did a couple of weeks before this. Um, And So so we were still exploring flavours and tastes. Um, I, I think what we get pulled up on more is our character assassination of Brewdog's a brand, which I, I think was quite harsh during that episode, to, to the point where it was also clear we hadn't done our research, and that yeah. we quoted that they were from Edinburgh, and <laughs> uh, there were a whole host of things. And, and I guess this is, this, this for me, this show is, it's it's part revisited, and it's part apology as, as well for people that may still come across that original show, yeah. and, and think that we were naive or... Being unfair, um, this is our our chance to actually go back and say, you know what, actually, you can't get a better, not you can't get much better beer than this in terms of um, your standard IPA in the UK right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, while we are wanting to repent somewhat about our character assassination of BrewDog and its and its marketing at the time. Brewdog were the only brewery really marketing themselves like that. They were so bold. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, put aside the American brewers who had got to that level of bolshiness. Brewdog were quite... Quite... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> they, they, were, they were really just saying, we don't give a fuck. We are defining this style of beer in this country because no one else is. Mm-hmm and no one is doing it to the level that we are, which at that time they weren't. You know, you had some smaller craft breweries who were trying to catch up, but BrewDog were very much setting the tone for themselves and for the industry. And for me, I took that as being them being somewhat arrogant, which they are, because they, they need... I don't think a lot of people... They need like to be that. arrogant. I mean, and I, there, was, there was backlash or pushback on some of their marketing efforts, and they've toned down some elements, and they've really made great strides in making a bold positive brand for craft beer in the country which at the time it was you being you you look like dicks if you don't take it in context but now it's just that they've proven themselves i think i I, I think so (laughs) and you know the
1: fact that as, as as a company like say three years ago there was a lot of craft breweries in the UK but some of them probably weren't as well known as they are now and there has been over the last three years we've seen the emergence of the craft brewing scene in in the UK um, right up to the point where there was the recent announcement of the United Brewers uh, Association and the coming together for a definition of craft. And obviously BrewDog are involved in that, but at the same time they've continued to grow as, as a company as well. They've recently launched the fourth round of crowdfunding to, to invest even more in increasing the size of their brewery up in Ellen um, and to producing more beer and more bars and um, diversifying even, f- even further. We're now seeing... Um, bars popping up that aren't just doing beer they're doing like where we're sitting now it's like games room um downstairs in in, in shoreditch and the new bar in leeds has, has got shuffleboard in, and they're looking at different ways of continuing to bring craft beer to to, to the masses and i think you, you know the fact that this this beer in particular is so widely available now is also doing that as well because Mm. you you know you can buy this in tesco you can buy hell you can buy the the double version of this the hardcore ipa under tesco's own brown brand for less than two quid you can't go much much wrong with that but they are continuing to grow um and it certainly it's it's a company that i've invested in so you you know i've now put money into Brewdog. i've become a shareholder um and, and got all the benefits that's come with that but you know we come back full circle to this beer and this is kind of where it all started for, for BrewDog because they wanted they wanted something different they wanted that they wanted something different that wasn't your bland beer that's out there um, you know back in I can't remember what episode it was but it was one of the last summer's specials where we actually had the interviews that I did with with James and Martin from BrewDog and they spoke about where Punk IPA came from um, all of that it's everything has been built around this beer. Um, And, you know, it's it's a great beer, it's Mm. it's a a thoroughly enjoyable session IPA in my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, at risk of this sounding like a fluff piece, they are one of our favourite brewers now, not only because of the beers they personally make, but they make available so many other different beers through their bars, and the way they approach people now on social media and, you know, directly we've been very lucky to be able to work with them on a couple of things. Oh, absolutely. Um, just to, for me, they've paid their penance. And <laughs> <laughs> they've redeemed themselves somewhat, and I like BrewDog now, and I look forward to drinking more of their beers.
1: <laughs> so let's, let's get your final thoughts on the beer, mate. What What... Here we are now. We're three years on. We're th- three years on from the notorious original Punk IPA show. Um, <laughs> we're sat here. We're both three quarters of the way down our pint of fresh Punk IPA from the keg. What? What are your final thoughts on this one? This is a great gateway
0: beer to craft beer. If you, want, if you're a lager drinker and you are not familiar with West Coast style, those American hops, those really fresh citrusy flavors that you. Can get from your general craft beer. This is a great introduction to it, and we'll set a benchmark, particularly for IPAs, but also just in the quality of beer that you should be expecting from brewers in general, really. That's that's my general thoughts. It's lovely and fresh, and obviously, we've got it fresh on the tap here at Brewdog. Um, Those flavors are lovely. I'm not a huge IPA or hop fan, but just that balance of flavors is just lovely i can't wait to just finish the rest of this in the next few seconds
1: <laughs> so same here mate I've, I've been enjoying mine while you've you've drunk yours for me um it's perfectly well balanced it's got a lovely finish to it it's it, it's there's this fruit and there's citrus and it's it's just a really enjoyable pint and i i quite happily in, enjoy this beer time and time again now
0: yeah so uh i think that's about it i think Hopefully, we've got our stamps in the book as being <laughs> proper punk IPA connoisseurs. Now mm-hmm. we'll have to link to this one from the
1: first episode, just so people can. See. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't judge us just on that review.
0: And at least we have something to point people to now when they hunt us down on Twitter and call us shitheads for slagging off punk IPA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can come
1: and listen to this new revisited of of punk IPA and and see what we really think of the beer now.
0: So what's the next Revisited we we're doing, mate? Do um,
1: next one we're going to do is another classic from, from the early days. Um, an, another staple, um, as opposed to this, and again, it's another IPA, Thornbridge IPA, absolute classic beer. Um, we did that, it was well into Season 2 when we did that, so we might have given it a good go at the time, but again, it's one of those that I think we just need to go back and we just need to do with
0: our more refined palates. Yes, indeed. Right, okay, well that's it. Until next time, mate. That's been fun. Cheers. Cheers.